Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Marinella, before we get into the topic at hand this week, you texted me some amazing news about our favorite woman. Yes, uh, Martha Stewart coming back. Our gal Martha. Full force. Um, Yeah, I was at the gas station grabbing a CBD seltzer, and I looked to my right, and there she is. There's Martha Stewart plastered on a 19 crimes chardonnay <laughs> bottle so she has made it as like a true criminal yes. i think she's like with snoop dog maybe like some like real old-timey criminals that have like some serious like murder stories um but yeah there she is she's made it so when you told me that you saw a bottle of wine with martha stewart's face called 19 <laughs> crimes i think is what it is i looked it mm-hmm. up and uh yeah snoop dog and her have wines and i think there's some other ones i don't know if they're sold locally here i need to look to see i know i can order like a box of them and i don't drink at home so i don't know what i would do with a box of oh man like there's the there's the ambulance sirens it's like it's because martha oh they're like, oh, the pod is starting. They're talking about Martha. We got to do a drive-by, guys. Get on it. <laughs> Get on it. Um, uh, they have ours at the grocery store, so maybe you can find some. Maybe. I'm going to have to look it up because I, like, I need to try this. I'm not really a Chardonnay person, but for Martha, I'll have a Chardonnay. Yeah. And I'll report back to you, you know, what it's like. Give you all the tasting notes. I feel like it'll have, like, a... Uh, hints of wholesome with like undertones of like you know tax evasion whatever it is that she did (laughs) a little buttery that's exactly what it tastes like (laughs) um so the other thing that we were maybe going to mention and i can always cut it out of the podcast if we decide against it is the yukon ladies (sighs) The Yukon ladies did not win the championship game and it's 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 a heartbreaker. It was like the first time in I think Gina Ariema's eleven and O record, I think maybe. This is the first time he broke the record of not taking the title, but he I mean it was, South Carolina's a good team, so props to them. And I mean that's an amazing freaking record. And they still made it to the championship game. So it's not like they were knocked out in an early round there's there's definitely some positives the ladies showed up yeah and you know what the most uh crazy thing is is that nobody was talking about it the next day they were just right back to march madness i'm like what the fuck (laughs) yeah there was not a lot you know what though is interesting and i don't know if it's just my google um but i searched like NCAA tournament to get some of the men's games because I'm in this men's um, pool where you get to repick each week. So I was trying to look up to see who the matchups were and yada, yada, yada. Um, But when I Googled just that, the women's tournament actually came up first and I had to like scroll to find the men's tournament information and I was very excited about the fact that the women's populated first even though I didn't type women's NCAA hmm so I don't know if that's just my Google my Google's like yeah you talk about women a lot so we think this is what you're probably looking for yeah maybe my Google's yeah maybe I need to talk to my Google more and like you know train it 
properly. I am all about, you know, if they're going to eavesdrop on me, then I I do it when I'm out with friends and I'm like, oh, I'm, I've been meaning to look at this brand of like dishware. I like literally pick up my phone and I'm like, Google, I'm interested in. <laughs> and I just tell my phone because I know they'll get targeted ads if I forget. It's like I if they're going to scam me, I'm going to scam them. I am all about it. You got to play the game. <laughs> got to play the game or be played by the game. I think that's how that goes. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not a player. First generation American. I didn't get to taught those <laughs> things. Everything's backwards. <laughs> well, this week we thought it'd be fun to do another lighthearted topic. Uh, and we are doing, I'm going to get this title wrong because this is a tongue twister. Even though it's like a meme, it's a well-known meme. But tell me you're in your 30s without telling me you're in your 30s. You did it. You nailed it. I did. Thank goodness. I almost wrote it down to read off of it, but then I thought that would feel forced and awkward. I think it's all the the yours in there. It makes it... It is. Difficult. It has all the versions of yours, too, right? It has the you are conjunction version, (laughs) the other version. I don't know. What a nightmare. (laughs) Definite nightmare. Um, So... Since this was your fabulous topic idea, do you want to kick us off with your first idea? Sure. Like, um, I tried to, like, I guess focus on, like, different aspects of life. And I was like, let's go for what what, what happens to your body in your 30s. Ooh, <laughs> it's rough. And the more that I thought about the 30s, I was like, you know what? We're nearing, actually, that side where we're getting closer to 40. So I don't know if, like, oh. I would have this review the same if I was like 31, I don't, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm well seasoned 30s, which is very important. Yeah. I feel like we're at that part. You know, when you ride roller coasters and if you're in the front seat, um, you get to the very top, like you click, click, click all the way up and then you hang over the edge for like just a half a moment before they drop you. I feel like yeah. that's the point of the 30s we're at where we're about to be dropped to our 40s, but we're just kind of hanging. We're just hanging over that roller coaster edge. Yeah, we're at the top of Shikra right now, for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay. But yeah, so I started there with body and I started to think about that. And I think the first thing was how much I noticed I don't really care about shaving anything anymore. I used to be very crazed about that. Like I would be like the psycho bit of like stubble on my legs or anywhere else. But now I'm just like... I think I'm done. Uh-huh. Maintenance, I guess, is has kind of gone by the wayside compared to my 20s. Totally. And COVID has only amped that up. I mean, I was kind of not great about it pre-COVID and then COVID. I'm like, oh, I don't leave my house or see anyone. I can save money on razors because they jack up those prices for women anyway. So again, I'm all about apparently screwing over the people who screw me over. Uh, let me tell you, though, a funny story about shaving. When I was, oh. I don't know, 12, 13, whenever I first started shaving, like that preteen time, my mother's best friend was down visiting us. And we were out on our lanai, which is a screened-in porch for anyone who's not from Florida or Hawaii. <laughs> so we were out on the lanai. In the back, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I brought out like a little tub of water and shaving cream and my razor and I like shaved and I talked about how much I love shaving and 
you know, how much of an adult I was now and all of this. And my mother's best friend just, you know, laughed secretly knowing what was to come in the many decades later. And she always loved telling that story. And now, of course, I'm embarrassed. I mean, not because I'm embarrassed that I did it, but like she's absolutely right. Like I would never make a bucket of water and go sit in an outdoor space to shave my legs. I can barely muster the energy when I'm in the shower and like the razor's two inches away and the water's already streaming down. <laughs> yeah, I gotta save that hot water for just enjoyment, not for shaving my legs. It's not happening. No. No. Yeah, even to stick my leg into like, if I'm gonna put shorts on, you would think that I put the shorts on and I'm like, mm, I might wanna tackle these legs here. And it's pretty easy to just pop your leg in the, into the tub and, you know, handle that real quick. But at this point, I'm just like, I don't care. I just don't care about that stuff anymore. Like eyebrow hairs, oh. those little like strays I used to have. I, I mean, I have pretty well groomed eyebrows already, but like this would not be a thing. This would, this would be unacceptable. Yeah, I've let the strays. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, just natural is good for me. I'm done. Yeah, I can't be bothered to <laughs> pluck. I mean, no. And then it hurts. My eye waters. I don't care what people say. You never get used to plucking hair out of your skin. Uh, when you're Italian, let me tell you, that stuff starts when you're like nine years old. <laughs> you know, you got a unibrow. You got to do your stash. It's a lot. So now I've been doing this for like... 26 years i'm tired of it i'm just done electrolysis is an option but so is just leaving it alone (laughs) (laughs) absolutely oh man i've got a bubble in my throat also something that never no that always has happened that's not a 30s thing Mm. yeah no uh i love it i love yours so my first thought i had when you presented this topic was When I moved to Chicago, How I Met Your Mother was a pretty big show at the time, and they had their local bar, McLaren's, I think is what it was called. And I remember Mm -hmm. feeling like I was making it in a big city because I was becoming a regular at a bar, and like the owners knew me, and the bartenders knew me, and I knew some of the regulars there. And now I feel like my life is friends. I've moved from the 20s to the 30s because I'm a regular at a coffee shop. I don't go to a bar anymore. Definitely not on like a Wednesday night or a Tuesday. Never. Oh, no. 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 Hey, I'm, I'm proud of you for being a regular at a coffee bar. I mean, it is the most adorable little coffee shop. It's a locally owned business. And the owner is from Tennessee originally and so she has this concept of like southern hospitality meet chicago coffee and it's so wonderful she honestly she also cultivates like a lot of regulars that go in there and these are my people now i get there at 7 a.m you know if i'm not there by eight because they open at seven i mean i'd probably be there earlier but they open at seven Mm -hmm. If I'm not there by 8, they know to call the police to do a welfare check because something is obviously wrong with me. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's great. You know, when you live by yourself in your 30s, you got to be thinking about some of these things. Yeah, totally. A little safety check. Mm -hmm. Is it like one of those coffee shops that has like big comfy couches and like stuff like that? Because when you say friends coffee shop, you know, I'm thinking of like 
the couch. Yeah, that's a good point. They do have a little cute nook with cute chairs and a couch and like some aloe and other plants. It's really adorable and it's all windowed. Like two two sides of it are completely window and look out into the street. But I actually sit at the counter. Um, it's got a little counter to the coffee shop and I chat with the owner and the different people who work there and we've got a couple of regulars who come in on the weekend and we all there's about six of us and any given Saturday or Sunday three to four of us are usually there and we just chat and it's really lovely there's I I should do shout outs there's Dan and Julie who are from Florida oh okay Uh uh-huh and then John and Ramon also come Sean we have a cute little you know little well, coffee shop uh, well, coffee community bar scene yeah so I, this conversation is very 30s the way we're talking about a coffee shop that to me is it's it <laughs> um yeah i had like a bucket list of coffee shops i wanted to visit in saint pete and i'd like every every like few days i would go check out a new one and like but i really haven't found one that i feel like you could sit and hang out in like they're all very like order at the counter and get mm. the hell out of here <laughs> so that sounds amazing yeah well when you come to chicago i will take you to ridman's and you will get the experience because it is it's a gem really i highly recommend anyone who lives on the north side of chicago to check it out ridman's r-i-d-m-a-n apostrophe s yep apostrophe s it's a combination of the the owner's are a married couple and their last names it's a combination of their last names i don't know if i should give out their last name i don't know i mean i guess they maybe say that publicly i don't know it's a it's a combination of their last name so it's really people can find out if they want to at this point yeah the internet is here for you yeah it exists google (laughs) google it (laughs) oh yeah um coffee shops i guess this kind of connects but like if you've gone on a dating app, Oof. right, in the past, you know, I would look at a dating app and put in my my age range and be like, that person's extremely attractive. And you know what? I'm finding that to be more scarce where I'm like, that person looks old as hell. <laughs> and it's just me putting in like an acceptable age range. You know what I mean? And I have this fear, like either one, I'm like, am I no longer sexually attracted to anybody or am i going to be like one of those old pervs that's only attracted to people that are young because i get on there and i'm like i don't want to go out and meet any of these people they all look so old and i'm just like looking at their ages i'm like i mean they're they're in their 30s what's happening i don't i don't know but that never used to happen i mean in the 20s i was like whoa like 10 10 10 9 10 not that that stuff matters. Then I come to my senses and read the profile, and that's how I know I'm in my 30s. <laughs> yes, that's the tip. Yeah. <laughs> I My last two <clears throat> sexual encounters, I guess I'll phrase it that way, mm-hmm. were men in their young to mid-20s, and I realized immediately that there was no long-term potential that we were in very different places in life yes but i do understand your point about them being very attractive and 
their bodies, like everything it's where it's supposed to be as it gravity hasn't taken hold yet. You know, like gravity has taken hold of a couple places on my body now and things are not where they were 10 years ago. Same. Yeah. But these guys, everything is where it belongs. Yeah. I, and I just maybe in my brain, I'm just like, OK, I, I I'm not there yet, but I, I am. That's the weird part. You're just like, I don't know. Very, very strange thing to realize when you get to that age. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of sex, I could tell you about my bed because <laughs> that is also on my list. Uh-huh. I needed a new mattress. This is probably about four, three years ago, maybe four pre-pandemic, but like I can't. <laughs> I don't remember how far before the pandemic because time has now ceased to make any sense to me. Uh, But the amount of research I did on this mattress compared to the mattress I bought when I left college (laughs) was exponentially. (laughs) Like when I left college, I'm like, what type of mattress can I get for under $200? That also includes delivery and a bed frame because that's what I'm working with here. And I was like, sell me that floor model. Sold. I don't care if 500 people have tested it out. Now I'm like, I need to know the firmness level. I need to lay on it in the store how I lay at home. I am not embarrassed to be like, yeah, I'm a side sleeper. Arm under my head. Like I'm testing it out. And I'm like, no, I'm going to lay here for like 10 minutes. I want to really see if I could fall asleep on this thing. And if I think it's the right amount of support, I can't like if it's not the right amount of firmness, I I can't anymore. I'll wake up with a sore back. They should have a napping room like there's the mattress store should be ready for you to take a nap. Yeah. No fluorescent lighting. I want candlelight. Yeah. Maybe some ambient music. They just need to set it up because that's why I'm going to buy the mattress. But yeah, um, I'm with you. The the mattress I had for the longest time, I think it belonged to my parents first. Mm -hmm. Then it ended up my brother's mattress in college. And then it became mine. Oh, no. And by the time I got a new mattress, it was after I moved in with Ariel after her first divorce. So that between college ending and that, I think that is a good 10 years I also of a used mattress. I feel like I should caveat for Arielle's sake when she listens to this and she hears first divorce. And it makes it oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry. Only she's divorce. First marriage. 15 or so divorces she's had. <laughs> Her first learning experience and now she's in a fantastic place we approve 100 percent yes yes she and she has the deluxe cadillac of mattresses let me tell you (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's the best mattress on earth um but yeah i made a a choice to get a mattress and make a 16 dollar a month payment until i'm dead and it's worth it it's so i mean it is getting a quality like i remember my first night sleeping on it was the best night i'd probably had in Oh no, the last 10 years since I had the other shitty mattress. It was just sublime. Makes a difference. And now. It sure does. Now I'm looking to buy a new couch and I'm kind of going through the same thing. I'm like, well, because my current couch has those really 
like soft cushions that I just sink into and I like struggle to get up from my mattress because you know that just takes too much coordination at this point in my life I need something that's a little more you know it's got some sturdiness to it again I don't want to be so hard it's not comfortable but like I can't I can't fall into the mattress like uh what's that horror movie where you like gets taken into the mattress freddy krueger you like get sucked yeah in. that's what i feel I like think so. my current couch is Ugh. so you're going for a little bit of firmness yeah pro tip you should find out what the level of your tv is when you get your uh sofa oh like where are you watching your tv like what level because that will oh change up how you feel on the couch interesting I've learned that. I was thinking about putting mm-hmm. some legs under the, the stand that I use for my TV. So maybe I'll do that first so that I know the height it will be. And then, hmm, thanks. And your coffee table. That matters. If you kick your feet up on a coffee table, you want it to be. Absolutely. You, you want it to be right. No, that's crucial. I absolutely do. I'm not someone who is. My coffee table is not fancy enough that I can't have my feet on it. No. Oh, yeah. No coffee table is. Not at all. <laughs> if it is, what are you doing with your life? You have that much money, and yet you can't enjoy the pleasure of having your feet up on a coffee table because it's too fancy? No. That's... Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be that rich. I don't think you were at the the last girls' trip where... Was it the last... No, it wasn't the last one, but it was the one we were at the beach. I don't think you were able to come to that. Mm, no, during COVID. And the coffee right? table... <laughs> The coffee table was like a dolphin, like with a piece of glass on top. And Sarah kept like instinctively putting her feet on it and kept flipping. And she just like, every time she was like, I don't know why I keep doing that. I'm like, because it's just, it's just right. And then this stupid dolphin coffee table, you know, that's, that's a 20s item, a dolphin coffee table. Oh my God. Definitely not. And that's such an Airbnb thing. They're like, let's throw in this dolphin coffee table. Sea theme. Because we're near a coast. Nautical. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you walk into a furniture store and just say, you know what? I'll take the whole set. I'll, I'll take this whole room. And they just bring it to your house and you have to think about a thing. <laughs> oh, oh, except that again, 30s is all about the research, you know? Got to research it. Yeah. And see where it's going to hit you in the finances, which is my next topic mm, lay it on um me. yeah i'm thinking about retirement all the time <laughs> yes i'm wondering like all these people that have been like how can we retire early you know van life maxing out my 401k like i don't want to work anymore i'm really hoping this podcast actually takes takes us to another level so that i can just stop yeah. but still have money Totally. No, I'm with you. I think about finances a fair amount. I actually check and look at my 401k and I have an IRA and I'm like, okay. And then I'm, I'm over here like, let me look at all the different retirement calculators online and plug in my numbers and see how I'm doing. And, you know, I play around with it. I'm like, what if I retire at 60 and I live to be 95 and <laughs> I want to live off of this amount of income and yeah. It's a real, and then I'm over here reading about like international uh, index funds versus your domestic index funds. And should I just go with an S&P 500? 
I mean, oh, I'm not yeah. even sure I fully understand it all, but I'm reading it and trying to all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm playing it aggressive right now. I've seen some pretty pretty scary hits the last few months, and now I've realized it doesn't matter because I'm going to be doing this shit for another 30 years. Yeah. I'm not pulling from this thing. That's another thing you learned in my 30s is don't take money from the 401k unless you're absolutely delirious. Just don't. Yeah, that's actually great advice for 20-year-olds. Do not pull unless you have literally no other options. Because I think they say, I've heard this phrase and I'm going to get it wrong, but it's like time in the market is more important than timing the market. So it's not about like buying stocks and index funds at the right time it's about having your money be in the market as long as possible um because then you get like compounding interest and look at me look at me i sound like a finance person i never took a yes finance you do class. Susie orman watch out sister oh. <laughs> we're gonna do a pivot shift and become personal <laughs> finance podcast <laughs> Uh, hang on let me put my blazer on (laughs) okay i'm ready well speaking of investments another thing that i do in my 30s that i definitely did not do in my 20s is look at and you can't do this with everything but i have some examples where i look at purchasing a very quality item that will last me a long time versus buying like the cheapest of something so a couple of years ago i upgraded my pots and pans to all clad which are like a lifetime guarantee on them and first off it's made cooking so much better because they're really high quality but also it's nice to not have to constantly replace pots and pans they get like denty and crappy and you know how you know you know warped they get turned like bowl like at the bottom yeah exactly and these these have it and i've heard people say that they own them for like decades people have like supposedly passed them on to kids like they're they're good things um also like luggage i just invested in a nice luggage set because i was traveling so much during covid (laughs) no but i've thrown away so many luggages with like broken wheels or the handles break or the like fabric it's all ripped and so i finally bought a nice luggage set so it's stuff like that. I'm looking to invest in quality more often than just getting something because I need it. Yeah, you know, and if you take care of it, it'll last. Like like when I bought my new car, I think I bought it in 2016. I didn't know anything about, like, driving it off the lot was, like, instant depreciation. Like, it wasn't going to be worth anything. But now that it's paid off, I'm like, okay, this is a quality car. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to take care of it for a long time. And this was not actually as stupid of a purchase as I made it out to be at the time. Like, I really thought, I'm a moron for buying this car. But for the things that I do buy, a new car that I paid off quickly was a sound investment. Yeah. And right now, you could probably sell that for more than you maybe purchased it for or close to. It's like with the chip shortage, I've heard of people selling their used cars that they bought. I know you said you bought yours new, but still like a car that you bought within the last couple of years for more money than what you paid for it. It's just Mm -hmm. like I have a friend who just sold her car to purchase a new car and actually made money off of it, which it should be a depreciating value 
just with the chip shortage. So if you were in a horrible pinch, I bet you could sell that thing for a profit. I probably could, yeah. I mean, it's not a truck. Those are like the hot cakes of the world. It's just a Mm. Honda Civic, but I mean... It's a reliable Living the dream, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. What you got next? It's my turn. Okay, um, yeah, relating to the body, um, I can no longer eat fast food without it destroying me. It's... And I don't really crave it like I used to. Like, I used to really, like, crave it. And now I'm just like, man, I like, even if I want, like, a greasy cheeseburger, I'm like, where can I get a cheeseburger that's not going to be ready in 45 seconds? You know? <laughs> like, where can I go? And maybe it'll take, like, 15 to 20 minutes to get it, but it's worth it. I just, yeah. I cannot do um, McDonald's and things like that anymore without it just wrecking me. I never realized how much sodium was in like McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. And not to say that there's not a lot of sodium when you go eat out at a restaurant, because there is, of course. But like the levels are so different when I eat. And it's not very often, but I'm trying to think the last time I know I had Taco Bell was like a road trip where we just stopped off the highway to get like whatever we could. And I remember my mouth feeling like a desert because I was so (laughs) parched after like four bites of it and I stupidly got a soda and that's actually not really refreshing no it makes you more thirsty it does it was like a vicious cycle of me eating like sodium and then having to drink and then the sugar made me hungry and so I was eating like it was horrible and I felt like shit for like 24 hours from it mm-hmm. I, I used to really crave the crunch wrap supreme mm, yeah and um probably a few years ago me and my ex were like we can probably make these at home and they'd be so much better and we did and they were like amazing and i was like my stomach is not in shambles like this is i mean granted it was a lot more work but like quality quality crunch wrap supreme at home yeah quality every day (laughs) yes oh well this one i saw online and i thought it was just really kind of funny but and this isn't necessarily mine but i loved it anyway so i'm sharing it it's in your 20s netflix and chill means sex and in your 30s netflix and chill actually means netflix and chill yeah. And I could not agree more. Like, <laughs> not that I don't want sex, but like Netflix I and chilling don't, on a but couch. Yeah. Is, <laughs> it's, I think it's above sex right now. It's like mm-hmm. Friday evening, home, light a candle, relax. Yeah. If I invite you over to watch Netflix and chill, it's because I feel like the show is so good that I want you to know about it. <laughs> I don't want anything else. I, that's comes from a caring place of like I really enjoyed Shit's Creek, and I need you to see how great the show is so that we can spend the next week together just watching this show. Nothing else. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Although I don't know if Netflix and chill was around very heavily in my twenties. Like I don't think. No, the term wasn't around. I don't think. I think it was just like let's get drunk and and have sex. That was. Yeah. 
Yeah. We didn't need like the eggplant emoji or the peach emoji. We just we just called it what it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, the peach. We used to make the um uh ironically instead of the eggplant emoji, the the letter or the number 8 with like the equal sign and the D. Oh. <laughs> just for yeah. a big dick. And I, I mean, I never really yeah. needed to use it, but that's yeah. that, that's that got the job done, I guess. Yeah, and depending on how many equal signs, you know, you put on was like how big you thought their dick was. If it was just like <laughs> one equal sign, it's a little nubber. <laughs> uh, shout out to that poor guy, whoever he was. <laughs> shout out to John Bobbitt. <laughs> oh, what yeah. do you got next? My next one is um, planning with to, planning to hang out with friends is um, sometimes exhausting or like impossible or it's hard. That's kind of a thing now where it's like oh you don't just like show up or you know it's 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 more of a task and in an, in the same sense it's more rewarding when you actually do get together like when we actually take our trip and people are able to go and we actually get there even if it's not like the most amazing place it's amazing because we coordinated that time to freaking get together yeah yeah i'm with you on that and like uh yes and i find now when somebody spontaneously asks me to do something that's like a source of stress because i'm like what do you mean like right now in an hour we would go meet up for dinner but but I had plans to watch a show tonight on my couch. I was going to Netflix and chill with myself. And <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't do stuff spot spontaneously. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Re- I mean, I, I will because I'm such a people pleaser. I'll be like, oh, OK. And then I'm like, why did I do that? But like, I'll be fantasizing about like going home after work. And I'll be like telling myself, I'm going to take Marley to the park and just and let that little pop runner heart out. And like, I have a friend that often has like very spontaneous ideas. And I've told her, I'm like, you need to stop being so like off the cuff spontaneous. Like, cause I do want to hang out with you, but I, I just want to know about it a couple days ahead of time, <laughs> you know? And then if I say no, I feel like I'm, I'm giving up this opportunity to spend time with this person, but I really wish it was at a time where we had planned it. <laughs> I feel like, uh... Planning is a week ahead of time, and if you want to do something spontaneous with me, I'm going to need 72 hours notice, and that would be spontaneous. Planned spontaneity, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, this, I don't know, it kind of feels like it's connected to, you know, texting and planning and organizing with friends, but... I feel incredibly horrible when I text friends after about 9 p.m. And I'm always like, I hope I didn't wake you. (laughs) I presume they're going to sleep or are already asleep. Yeah, I think you've done that to me and said, oh, sorry if I woke you. And I was like, oh, don't worry. Like my iPhone's bedtime is 7.52. And it like, it it sends that like whatever that, I don't know if it does that, but on my phone has the option of like, creating a focus setting so that I can let people know that it's my bedtime without, if you're an iPhone user at least. Yeah. I don't think it, your phone has ever notified me of that. Um, I might have turned have, it off. 
You have confirmed that the text noise doesn't wake you or it doesn't text alert, so you just get in the morning, which is what I want. But sometimes I'm afraid I'll forget to send the message in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we're an hour apart, so like your 9 p.m. is my 8, but I'm, a, I'm aware that it's the 9 p.m. and I feel bad. Yeah. It's okay. You know, I, I could stand to possibly stay up past 8 p.m. I don't know. That's another thing about being in your 30s is you go to sleep. If the sun's up and you're tired, you go to bed. You don't yeah. You don't really care. Yeah. You you don't follow the sun's schedule. You follow your schedule. I mean, unless you're, the sun is your actual sun, like your child who won't let you go to sleep. And then obviously, you know, I yes. pray for you. I don't have that problem. Right. Yeah. Different. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Um... My next one is, um, actually, Erin brought this to my attention because I tried to get some input from her. And she's, like, very into fitness and supplements. She's like, yeah, like, in your 30s, you start, like, worrying about, like, supplements, like, joint supplements. And right now I'm drinking a drink that has ashwagandha in it. It's disgusting, but it, like, calms my nerves a little bit. Very subtle. It doesn't, like, make you feel, like high or anything like that but just knowing that it possibly will do that for me is good enough yeah i am much more religious about my vitamin regimen and getting my my daily vitamins in uh and i know that like i need vitamin d because i live in the north and don't get enough sun and b12 because i'm a vegan and that's not in any vegan food so yeah i iron's another one i'm like okay i know my list of vitamins i need and i'm i'm very particular about making sure i get them in yeah yeah i know what vitamins destroy me too (laughs) (laughs) do share yeah like i can't take like a multivitamin with iron in it because it will constipate me immediately i discovered one that doesn't bother me it's called ritual not Mm -hmm. sponsored please not yet right (laughs) but contact us uh but it does not because i've had iron vitamins or pills in the past that have really bothered me and this it doesn't i I mean i think it's a smaller amount i'm not anemic um i just i've there's been times when i've gone to donate and i don't have enough iron in my blood but i'm not like i've been tested for anemia and i don't have anemia so I feel like I kind of border right along. And this was pre me being vegan as well. Like I think I've just always had issues with like the way my body absorbs iron. But this this has been helpful because since I've started taking ritual, I don't look at this. Like this is not a conversation first off we would have had in our 20s. Me telling you about no. the fact that I go get iron tested and my iron levels have been really good the past couple of years since I started taking ritual vitamins hopefully a future sponsor yeah i don't know i don't think anybody in their 20s talked about going to the doctor except i gotta get more birth control right i can't be can't be messing with that (laughs) we were all healthy though so i guess that's another fortunate thing yeah they've they've got the gift of health in their 20s you just wait yes 30s will come for you Mm mm-hmm I have one final one left. Do you? How many do you have left? I have one. It's more of a feely one, so I'll save that one for last, I guess. Okay. Well, then I'll 
go with mine here. I'd like to talk a little bit about the ma'am to miss ratio that happens in your thirties. Cause it starts tipping toward the ma'am, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still get some misses. I for sure get missed quite. I think, I think if anything, men specifically lean towards saying miss cause they worry they'll offend you if they say ma'am. But I've noticed that, you know, I'm tipping toward the ma'am a bit more these days. Yeah, I remember waiting on tables trying to figure... I, I always called everyone... I think I called people miss instead of ma'am for that reason of like thinking like... Eh. But sometimes it went bad. Sometimes I'd call somebody miss and they're like, do I look like a miss to you? And I'm like... Right. No. no? Yes? <laughs> I just want your money. <laughs> Please. Uh, I don't know. So I avoid at all times. But yeah, I think I get called ma'am. And it's probably because my gray hairs are starting to stick out from my bun. So there's not really any question of how old I am. Like, I, I mean, I haven't bought or had any alcohol in 100 days officially today. But oh, um, I've not been carded in quite some time. So I'm assuming I'm a ma'am. Yeah. Chicago has some places that like are just a hard they'll card even if you're like 70 you know you're like rolling in with like your walker with the tennis balls on it they're like <laughs> I'm gonna need to see some ID um, so those places don't necessarily make me feel better about myself because it's clear that they're doing it to everybody but places that don't normally do that and do card me once in a blue moon I'm like oh Yes, let me get this out for you. Mm -hmm. 84 was the year I was born. <laughs> let me peel out of this uh, plastic area that's pretty much cemented to because I haven't had to take it out in so long. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I just peeled the picture off. I don't know how I did that, but woo. <laughs> guess I'll get a new one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so true. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the ma'am to miss ratio starts tipping in the ma'am, ma'am's favor. Yeah. And and you're you're good with it. That's that's the real factor. Oh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. That I could care less. I'm not offended by either. I think I'm in that age range. I can see how if I get a little bit older, miss might start becoming offensive. But I mean, first off, I just it's not something I don't think I'd ever be offended by. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely in an age range where I'm like, whichever you prefer to call me, I, that's fine. You're acknowledging me, which is, you know, basically all I'm asking for. What about hey lady or hey girl? How do you feel about those? I don't like girl. I'm actually trying to consciously call my friends women. It's really hard. Yeah. Girls is so ingrained. But I'm like, oh my gosh, my friends are almost, you know, 40. Like, am I really calling us all little girls? It <laughs> <laughs> <That> seems... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know if I use hey girl. I mean, I think I might say it more often now because I work with 20-year-olds um, that have sure. to tell me everything yeah. and know everything. And then I have to fill them in on what real life is often. But <laughs> I, I feel like maybe I call them girl. And they don't call me girl. So I must I must not fall in that realm to them. They must think that I'm a ma'am. A ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, my last one, I guess, we can mm -hmm. go right to it, is, like, my unwillingness to, like, fight with people more and more or, like, be more forgiving or, like, see mm -hmm. somebody else's point of view, which I feel like in my 20s I was just, like, 
super hot-headed and very like impulsive and didn't think about anything and uh lost a lot of friends and didn't care which might be a good thing but like sometimes i think about maybe if i had been a little bit more mature or been like in an older age maybe that friendship would have lasted because i would have think about it different but you do those things in your 30s Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i'm just a little more compared to 20s i'm still probably not where i'd like to be but compared to my 20s i'm a little more confident and self-assured and i'd like to think i'm not always probably great at getting either overly involved in a situation I shouldn't be or just walking away when I should, but I'm definitely better at it than I was in my 20s. Like, recognizing when something's maybe worth a little bit of a fight, not physical, but, you know, communicative fight uh, versus... (laughs) Not Oscars fight, yes. (laughs) No, no, we're not slapping anybody here. (laughs) What are we? The Real Housewives of (laughs) Hollywood? No. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like I'm a little better at that than I was in my 20s, for sure. Yeah, and you just think in your 20s, you're as evolved as you're going to get. But if you're in your 20s and you're listening, uh, you know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was looking at, we don't see a ton of data analytics, but we do get some of them. And one of the analytics is age. And almost all of our listeners are 35 to 44 age range. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that feels like our people. That's my dating really pool. Does. Yeah, it is. That's the dating pool. Maybe 50. Let's knock it up to that. Because, I mean, I've done a lot of swiping. I think I'm at the, the end of the list. So I might have to bump it up to 50. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah. I, I tried. Great catches. Yeah, I tried going the other direction to 25, and I got scared, so. Yeah, no. I, I think you can only go up. That's the only option. Yeah, a lot of a lot of women into crystals and uh, positive vibes, and I just was like, well, time to go to the fifties. I cannot wait for your first date with a fifty-year-old. I'm so pumped for you. It's going to be great. <laughs> She's going to have her life together, her shit together. That's probably the perfect person for me, honestly. Yeah. Because I'm I'm very 76 on the inside. You know, not quite at the 80s, but close. She's going to want to Netflix and chill the entire six seasons of Shit's Creek with you. Yeah, and she'll be closer to retirement. And, like, I'm sure her 401k is going to be, like, pretty, you know, she's going to play it more sensible. And it's going to be good. She's probably going to already own the fancy mattress, own the fancy couch. I mean... She's made do yeah. with being ma'am. She's fine. She's okay. God, she's got all the supplements. I don't have to buy anymore. I mean, it sounds perfect. I'm going to, I think, up mine too. Except, you know, God, the, the men's supplements are probably not what I need. That's the problem with heterosexual relationships. <laughs> you do still have to have different supplements. <laughs> anyway, Martha Stewart, call me, is what I'm saying. I, you're the one. <laughs> you're the one. It's you. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, call me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, on that note, I think we just catch everyone next week. Yes. Good night. <laughs>